Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just, you forgot to enter. Whoa. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This is Connor Hallway of the Golden Hours Podcast, and this is a GDP Minute. Guys, I think I'm going to change the name of the podcast to just Golden Deer Productions, because out here, saying, telling people to follow the Golden Hours Podcast and Golden Deer Productions is super redundant. And so, um, I just think it makes sense. I'm just going to change it to the Golden Hours podcast. Wait, I'm brain dead. Change it to Golden Deer Productions. Everyone's episode will still be called their Golden Hour. And with that being said, I had Eli Walkby on the show. Walkby. And um, let me tell you something. I realized last night I was at a party in the Hollywood Hills that I need to bring people together here because I have a unique skill at that. I'm actually better at that than hosting the show even though i enjoy hosting the show i'm really good at bringing people together and um we were at a party in the hollywood hills last night and um i got a bunch of people there man and i had walk be on the show earlier in the day and he used to be the biggest club owner and promoter in los angeles and i was just talking to him and i was like dude like i feel like i have the same exact skill set as you like he really fucking killed it out here club-wise, and we'll talk about what changed for him, but um, I don't know. It was just a, a weird day for me. I just felt like I had kind of had an epiphany. Um, anyway, I did have Eli walk me on the show, and I'll be honest with you guys, and we talked about it in the show. Eli had a controversy, and so I never, ever really... I would never do an episode like this in Boston. I always dodged it, anyone that had some sort of controversy. Because I just, you know, I'm not trying to build TMZ here. I'm trying to meet everybody. I want to make another movie. I want to get connected. I want to make bread. I don't want to disparage anybody or get involved. But he wrote a great book called Mask. And I think when I'd come out here, my friends were telling me about him. Like, yo, there's this club promoter who's now this huge ultra runner. So we just connected. And over time, we kind of just stayed in touch. And um, he had a, he has got a crazy fucking story, man. Really nice guy and super open about what happened essentially he was running a huge club he went to a party had a party at his crib a girl died and he wasn't really involved with it that's what happened that's what he talks about in the book and um he's just on this like transformation path where he's just trying to become a new guy new human and like that's kind of his whole mantra now it's like they'll count you out but fucking swing back 10 times harder. And anyway, I really enjoyed the episode. I think I would really recommend you guys go listen to the book because it will give some context to the episode. And um, I'm grateful he came on. He was, a, And you can just tell, bro, he was a super open book the whole time, man. He wasn't hiding anything. He was upfront about everything. And um, there's something about runner dudes. We just fucking bond, man. Runners to runners, brother. Anyway, really hope you guys enjoy. Also, numbers-wise, with the, the podcast and the content right now, we're going fucking nuts. You know, social views are way up. Listens are way up. Um, so if you guys are sharing the show, I really, really fucking appreciate it. For real. All love. Hope you guys enjoy. Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait. Was that not it? Enter. Just, you forgot to enter. You wear those daily, don't you, man? <laughs> Let's be honest. Hey, man. <laughs> Sorry, normally I'm wearing... We're not on camera yet, but Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, run, run the single shot one more time on both of us. Geo. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're good. We're good, man. We're fucking money. 
Geo, just do your thing, man. You're good. Tell me when. Boom, caught in the simulation. Now, before I introduce our guest, on camera left, my right, who else is in the room, brethren? Also an impeccable guy. Looks great. Who's engineering today? And doesn't that kind of sound like a porn star name you like? Geo Geronimo? I'm with it. I am I too, support man. it. Now, wait. Before we move on, is it... Do I pronounce him Wahby or Weeby? Because in the book it was Weeby, but I have two Palestinian friends who was like, yo, bro, it's Wahby. It's Wahby. That's Wahby. how you say it. Wahby. Yeah, oh yeah, you got like the in there and that that's that's official i went to turkey for three days so like i feel like i'm the man <laughs> so you understand yeah exactly yeah um now on my right again camera left there's something really weird about um the running community yeah where it's like yo you just see another runner and you're like yo that's my fucking guy right there you know what i'm saying it's like that mutual respect right off the break yeah and then i think when we were on the phone I, I dropped like the name of every ultra runner i knew i was like yo you know andrew glaze bro like you watch billy yang's videos and you're like bro i love that shit man yeah and um then i had i had gone back through your stuff and you had done cold water i think like was this last year? Started 2021. That was okay. the first one. The first ultra. Yeah, you did that one too, right? I did the 100. Oh, you did the 100? Yes, sir. You did 100 miler. I did. Oh, respect. Appreciate you it, brother. Thank you very much. Yeah. 31 hours, though. Wasn't anything to really... Got it done. Got it done. You beat the cutoff time, right? I got rhabdomyolysis. But did you beat the cutoff time? By one hour. Then we don't give a fuck what you got. You finished it. That's a factoid. Yeah. I'll tell you, though, <laughs> like, um, it was the saddest thing of all time. Because, you know, it's the loops. So I'm going out for my fifth loop, and I'm probably like four miles into that loop, and then I can see who's coming in back into the base camp. You have camp. to go through that soft sand every fucking time, too. Exactly. Oh, was, I didn't... I, was, nah. I know. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. It wasn't fun. About. It wasn't. But I mean, when I was leaving, <laughs> I knew I was like kind of going to make the cutoff, but I saw people coming in that were coming in to go start their fifth yeah. lap and i was like yo they are not going to make the cutoff and the, you could see it in their face did you feel like you had to go help them no but i was like bro these people are 85 <laughs> miles in imagine them not letting them finish the race i know i mean they can still finish it but it's not official that's what i'm saying they still have it on the strava though you know i mean you know how big of a deal the buckle <laughs> is you need the damn the buckle, buckle man. the buckle means a lot even that little wood piece whatever it is whatever the fuck they give you it means so much to me. they <laughs> give me a fucking button and i'm like in the fucking picture you in know? the t-shirt yeah the t-shirt's big too <laughs> everything i save all that stuff um so it's Wakbi. Got you it. You can right? say Weeby if you okay. want, man. Weeby's just easier. Eli right? Weeby's here. There you go. There you go. That's just, Thank you for coming. So man. No I appreciate problem, it. Man. Um loved the book, man. Loved it. Yeah. It was uh well, so me and Killian came out here. Like I'm just trying to meet as many people as possible. Yeah. And like you're just like a master networker. Yeah. So it was interesting to see like kind of like what like your come up was like like what your plans were when you got here from where you were growing up and then like kind of what your goal was initially like when you were recounting like kind of the stuff you were going through during that time i was like yo i fucking feel that resonate with it yeah it was a different time too it was like i mean there was like facebook and instagram just started but it wasn't like it was now like you everything was in fucking person you know mm -hmm. like there wasn't this bullshit social media like come up it was like real deal like you had to fucking people had to like you in person mm -hmm. you know it was just a whole different ball game now and you caught the bug to become a promoter when you were like it was 19 right you said you you had this moment where you were like on top of a, a rooftop you're like yo this is what i want this is awesome yeah it wasn't to be a promoter i knew like i was like fuck i want to run my own club but i was like i knew like the only way in was to either become a host or a promoter or start working at one to fucking start learning the ropes and then um that was it i just started crawling my way to the top and just networking and 
yeah and then told myself i'd make it happen by the time i was 28 and did it you know i know and i felt that too it was like the obsessive brain like that was how, like every day did you wake up with that in your mind like yo fuck i need, oh, yeah. I need a million by all every time everyone's shitting on me i was like fuck all these cats i'm gonna fucking make it you mm-hmm. know like i was like and then they're all gonna fucking respect me you know yeah. like it was like such a big deal to me where do you think you got that mentality um i don't know my dad's a grinder you know um i didn't really like look up to anybody my whole life but i looked up to my dad he's a runner yeah yeah he was a runner he was a marathoner he was just he was just very selfless you know but he was a grinder like he didn't ask anybody for anything he was a fucking hard ass he was tough on me and like he just got shit done mm-hmm. and like i didn't like as a kid i didn't really pick that up i felt like i was always kind of like i'd always run to my mom you know she'd always save my ass and like i always tried to kind of cheat my way through things or go go the easy way route or whatever it is but now it's like i look for the fucking toughest route the, the route of suffering that's the only way for me now you know mm-hmm. what was like the did you have one pinnacle run for yourself that like change your perspective on why that's important to you like there was one mm-hmm. time where i went out in a, a monsoon in massachusetts i just ran a fucking marathon and i was like damn that fucking hurt but i fucking like just it. you just did it on your own it yeah. wasn't like a real marathon yeah. it, was like a, it took me like five hours yeah like, my legs were um I did like a half marathon. My dad talked me into doing it before I did a full marathon and I, that was it. Like I started, I was training a lot for it though. Like I was running like, like at that time, like eight miles every single day and then adding like a mile every Sunday. So I'd go eight, 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 and then nine, eight, 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 10, eight, eight, 11. And then like, then I started like getting up to like nineteen twenty before the full marathon. And then I just got addicted to like the, the, the high I was getting from the running and just like the, the growth and the learning. I was just, just getting through the suffering of it every day. So you still get the the runners high? Oh, every day. I don't get it. I was it, out there man. screaming in the mountains, just fucking. <laughs> people think I'm a psycho. Yeah, it's the best. Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if it's a like I've never gotten that endorphin blast, but I do get that shit. Like, yo, I'm the fucking man. You, like, I get like super super happy, and then like I just start thinking of just like really dark times I've gone through, and then they just kind of disappear, and then I just start getting super happy and just like screaming and just just being like i told you motherfuckers i'd be back yeah. you know like i was like you On know your yeah for real man i can relate so much to that dude you mm-hmm. know straight to that dude and uh that's how i felt especially like you know overcoming this cancel culture bullshit and fucking mm-hmm. coming back and having a fucking solid comeback like and i still have that mentality in my head like there's just no finish line for me there's just no end point i'm just like fuck what's next you know and i'm always working on something new mm-hmm. is there a party that's like Everyone fucking hates terrible times, but is it a party that's grateful for it? I was, um, dude, that, that whole thing was a blessing in ugly disguise. Um, yeah, I, I think in the moment for everybody, like going through turbulence and storms is, it's ass. um, it's ass for sure. It was ass for me, but then, um, it's all perspective and it's all how you take it and it's all how you, 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 you fight through adversity, you know? And I, I think like when you can just find the positive and any negative, I mean, you can kind of get past anything with my mindset, at least like, that's how I see anything. And I fucking went through the worst, you know, like everyone's like, that guy's not coming back from this. Da, da, da. And I was like, fuck, fuck everybody. I'm coming back from this shit. You know, there was never a, a point where you were like, yo, like I honestly just want to like move to a different country. I didn't want to, it's funny. Cause my boy was, we were talking about moving to Bali before all the shit that happened to me. And then I was like, he's like, I'm out of here. I'm fucking selling my cribs and I'm gone. And I'm like, fuck i can't leave it's gonna look like i fucking fled i wanted to go to fucking bali i was like fuck that i gotta write my book i gotta have my fucking comeback and i gotta see what the- i didn't know what the fuck was gonna happen i just wrote the book and believed in myself and i was just like fuck it whatever happens happens i don't care about the outcome i'm putting the truth out there and then whatever comes from it comes from it and you know people can fucking read when someone's being 100 with them or not and i've always had that gift in a sense i've always kept it w- whether people liked me or not 
I've always fucking kept it 100 with them. If like that guy's a fucking asshole, I'm like, yeah, well, I'm an honest asshole and I'm going to keep it real with you no matter what. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there was definitely some fucking dark times where I just looked in the mirror and was like, fuck, this is what it looks like. This is what it feels like to want to fucking kill myself, you know? Mm -hmm. But like, I would never do it. I don't have that in me. I'm like a fighter, but like, I was just like, fuck, this is what it fucking feels like to be at rock bottom. I just think it was an interesting dichotomy in the book where you were just like, because bro, like, I mean, that's what every dude wants to just like rise to the pinnacle, you know? For sure. Like, ev and, it, and every dude understands what it takes to like rise to the your hierarchy to the point. Mm -hmm. So like, you really were that fucking guy. Like, yeah. you, were, you went through the full swing, man. And then you fucking fell and then came back. Came back. Came back a better person, man. I mean. Character wise, what do you think you developed? Oh, lost the ego completely. You know, like that was, I mean, like what, I, with what I did for a living was all fucking ego. Next best club, next, next hottest girl, uh, who's out with you. Like it just shit that just didn't fucking matter. You know, it only mattered to me in my mind. And like, nobody gives a fuck about that. People care like for, for 30 seconds when they see you, they don't, they're, they're worried about themselves. Mm -hmm. I was just all in my own fucking mind, you know? And like really lost the fucking ego and just became more in service for others, you know? And like, that's what fucking brings me happiness now is like being able to share like my daily life and the things that I do on the regular and it impacts the cold people. plunges, the cold <laughs> plunges. They're fucking impacting people. man. The what was it? It was like LA, LA hotspot, 20 pack. <laughs> I have you on Strava. Oh wait, 20, uh, 20 piece Saturday. Oh, yeah. 20 piece Saturday. 20 piece Saturday. Oh no, no. Quick pick 10, pack. quick pick 10. <laughs> I just fucking come up with this shit in my fucking head and just type it out. Do you know, are you familiar with Strava? You can like name your runs. So this dude's got his whole lingo going. Like, it's hilarious. It just fucking comes to my head and I put it down, but it became, and then people were like, yo, bro, I just hit a quick pick 10. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not really a thing. It's just a 10 miler, but I just call it's it a quick pick 10. Starting a trend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just who I am, dude. I'm goofy, bro. What What is the cold plunge done for you? Oof. Because I do a little cold shower. I'm, uh, um, I'm how's your cold I Go ahead. Um, what is you how long do you do a cold shower for? I take twenty four breaths. And you run it straight over your head right when you get up and just go in there in the morning? No, after the run. Okay. That that's gotta feel good. I don't but I, I think some of this stuff, Eli, to be honest with you, is placebo. Like what? Like you think it's helping you until it does help you, but I don't know if there's actually physiological benefits. I think the cold plunge there's there's definitely benefits from it. I mean, I feel fucking like on cloud nine when I get out of there for a few hours. Like I could be I could be stressed out about something, have anxiety about something, and I get in there and I just start fucking laughing like I'm on my fucking runs again. And I'm just like, I, I just the mood just shifts completely. But recovery-wise, ever since I've had that, I haven't really been injured, to be honest with you. I got, I had some fucking foot injury that I had that like... You had plantar fasciitis, right? I had something going on with my fifth metatarsal. I don't know what the fuck it was, but I know what it was from. I was running in like my dumb ass will try to take my shoes out for like a thousand miles when I can just go buy new ones. But it's like, like running on sandals, dude. Like yeah, but like there's motherfuckers out there running on sandals, so I'm like, I can fucking run. No, on but there's motherfuckers running without shoes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so like, I was just like, fuck it, I'm gonna start running, and then and then I just it, it fucked it up for like months, and then I was running red light on it like for too long, and I think I was even damaging it even more i'm unfamiliar was, with what red light means just like like red light started... therapy like yeah there's like it it's supposed to like help like recover you faster oh, okay and, like, yeah, i understand yeah. Like those saunas like nick Dare has one of those yeah i think he has one of those i don't i'm not sure but like you can like lay in a whole bed but then there's like these units my boy owns his company and they sell like these smaller units and they're actually very they're very successful units and i was running them too long and like we actually just got closer recently and he was just like dude 
if it gets too hot, you're supposed to just fucking turn it off. I was like, oh, no, I was just letting that shit run in there. He's like, yeah, you're probably damaging your shit even more. So I dealt with that injury for like five, six months, but I was on the fucking, uh, on the air resistance bike like a fucking crazy guy for like fucking six months. Those are the worst. And it was funny because I had like literally just called up my boy, my boy Hector. You know Hector Rodriguez? He does a lot of, uh, all this tell me about him. Yeah, I called him up and I was like, no one can fucking whip me on this fucking, uh, on this air resistance bike. Then that same fucking day Goggins gets on his fucking video. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I sit on this motherfucker for fucking. Two hours, and then I'm like, I do the same shit. And I was like, man, I should fucking battle that cat. <laughs> Sitting on there, one of us is going to die before we give up because I ain't quitting. Bro, <laughs> if you actually dissect some of the things in his book physically challenge-wise. Yeah. Like, bro, he did some shit like 700 milers. Yeah, he's done some crazy shit, man. I got a lot of respect. pull-up record that's the most sickening. Insane. There's a lot of respect for that dude. He's done some fucking gnarly shit. But Andrew Glaze is the real lunatic now. He's going nuts now. Yeah. There's a guy who who runs essentially. He's been doing. I think you probably know better than I would. It was like 150 mile weeks for like 100 straight weeks. He was doing a lot. I didn't. I didn't keep up like crazy. Like I would see here and there, and he's friends with my. He's boys with my boy Hector. So like I'll click on his page here and there and be like fuck. And then he just he'll like run 100 miles in the week and then just do a 100 miler on the weekend. I don't understand how someone can build up their joints like that. Like it is fucking crazy. I mean, I was doing 100 mile weeks for like almost a year. Were you? Yeah. Were now, you at now, like 70? 70, 80. Yeah. I, I just don't, I, I just, I know I don't need it. Like, it, it's like a, just like I said, discipline for me is running 20 miles every other day. But like, the only reason why I started doing that is because I was seeing less issues in my body by just taking that whole day off. And, um, she became really cool with this. Uh, you know, Tommy Rives is. I don't. Um, uh, wow, he's, he's a, he's a legend runner too. Yeah. And, okay. uh, we actually like connected in Hawaii when I was out there, um, in, in April. And, uh, he was telling me that um basically people were like telling him like the 20 miles every other day wasn't good training and like he was seeing what i was doing he's like yeah that shit's fucking solid this guy's a fucking beast really yeah next level he had like he got some crazy cancer and fucking out of two people out of two people uh, two people in the whole world lived with what he had and he was one of the two and fucking he's he's a monster the guy's a fucking legend what do you do for intro run nutrition mm. like do you do anything because i know you do you run with the camelback right mm-hmm you're like nutrition wise during my races? No, just like when you're training. Like, oh, you, no, I'm just with water. You do nothing. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Cause, bro, I was saying, like, you're probably the only other dude I've seen who's like plus six feet. Who, six two, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I just we are I, we should not be out there on these trails, brother. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's some other there's some other beasts out there that are bigger. I mean, like Nick and fucking there, there's some guys out there that are out there doing it. When I see guys like that that are big that are smacking the low times like me too. I'm like, fuck it, this is meant to be. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're fast as fuck. Yeah, I did a what the, yo a six twenty seven per mile marathon. Yeah, but that's... like I this that was two years ago. I think now I could probably do like a like if I train, I could maybe get close to like a six minute pace. It's which gotta is, be a, which is what like two forty five. No, it'd be less than that. Like I did a two forty nine, and that was a six twenty seven pace. So that maybe I don't know what it'd be. It'd be close to maybe a two forty. No. So, so in middle school, were you just like were you? Oh, the no, fast I was one? a chubby dude. Were you? Yeah playing fucking counter-strike on a fucking pc and like land centers fucking really? like a little fat fuck big halo eating double western fucking carl jr burgers how did you get fast because that's genetic as fuck man Nah, i think you can well, just your train. pops runs yeah he runs but like i never got into running he's so he's stoked on me running now though so he's pumped about it oh yeah he loves it he fucking he's got a lot of issues now but he always write me and be like son i'm so happy for you he's like you're, you're crazy fast he's like I never ran like this before, but he was like known in our whole community. He was like the runner. They say he looked like Tom Selleck running around the fucking neighborhood, really? with a fucking stash and little small shorts and 
And what was the big race is out here? Is it the LA Marathon's the big race? Yeah, he used to do it all the time. That yeah. was like his, that was his thing. Uh, he had never ran like a sub three marathon. I did that on my second marathon. Yeah, that's pretty fucking nuts. Man. Yeah, I. It just doesn't feel like anything to me. I guess nothing excites me, man. I'm just like, all right, cool. Like I should have done better. You know. You take me as someone who's always looking for the next fucking dopamine hit. Yeah. I mean, fuck it. I was a fucking crazy druggie, so like I fucking used to party hard. Yeah. You know, like I wasn't like a fucking. I didn't just. I I did drugs like when I wanted to have fun. You know what I'm saying? Like it well, wasn't it's part like, of your job, is what you're yeah. explaining in the book. Yeah, it was. It was like a connector. You know, everyone will say that. I mean, I guess like for like, but after I had made my connections, I didn't need to do it anymore. You know, and I started like sliding away from it. And that's when I kind of got into the running and kind of got into more of the health aspect. I've always loved the health aspect though. Like even when I was 17, like I loved being in the gym. I used to train jujitsu and boxing and Muay Thai and all these things. And like, I love that shit. Mm -hmm. You know, I fucking ate that shit up. And then I wanted that fucking, I wanted that limelight, you know, that's what I wanted. And what that wasn't it. This is it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, when you, when you rose in the club world, mm -hmm. um, you explained it like you were at your most insecure for sure and that's been so interesting to me out here is like the more people i'm meeting who are like kind of in the industry or mm -hmm. in the film industry who are up there all have like real deep-rooted insecurities why do you think that is why do you think some of the most insecure people are driven to i think these people are more invested with impressing others and instead of fulfilling what makes them happy now how would you rewire someone's brain into fixing that issue. Yep. Um, I think they got to learn on their own, man. Like, I think like they have to go through, I mean, for me, I had to go through a rock bottom situation to realize, like, I knew that these motherfuckers wouldn't have my back. Like if I didn't have anything to offer them. Right. Like I knew, like I knew what it was and like, they're very quick to drop you and then quick to bring you back on the second you're back, back to the top. But I think that, I, I, I like I think you have to go through some sort of pain and suffering or I think you have to go through some sort of rock bottom situation to really figure out like what fucking matters in life and what doesn't because without it like there's no you're just going to keep getting driven by this dopamine hit of like the opinions of others or whatever it is the drugs or the alcohol or whatever it is that they're doing that's making them temporarily happy I still talk to my friends all the time that are in it and like they'll be out and I'll see them and they'll be like buddy we're down bad tremendously. It's we're fucking miserable. I need to stay in. And then two days later, I'll see them back out again, you know? So it's like, they're in this fucking hook, but they haven't had something happen to them yet to fucking drive them away from it. Mm -hmm. You know, they're still going on these fucking benders. They're still out every night. I don't have no judgment. I was fucking doing that shit for years, but like, they're not happy. I know they're not fucking happy, but you just see them on the stories fucking out here, out here, out with this celebrity, or it's the celebrities themselves. Still talk to them. They're still doing the same shit. Is there a party that misses it? No. Not at all. Nothing. And I just started a clothing brand not that long ago. I saw ago. that. It was awesome. Congrats. Yeah, thanks, man. And um the doing the event part of it was like the least part that I wanted to do. And like really? my partner was like, This is what you're good at. The whole city fucks with you. And then yeah, you know, my other best friend was like, Everyone will support you. And I'm like, I don't want to do it. And I did it. And it turned out very fucking well. And then everyone was like, yo, how was it? And I was like, it was good. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, that shit was fucking crazy. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I just don't care about it. I could just don't. Doesn't give you the rush. No, anymore. nothing from it. It was for a different cause this time, though. You know, it wasn't like a fucking nightclub event or like some th th fucking events that I used to do with Dan Bilzerian and all these fucking guys. And mm -hmm. like, you know, like it was a different 
different situation this time, but um, yeah, it's just it 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 doesn't it doesn't hit for me more. I mean, I'd rather wake up early in the morning and go fucking put myself through hell on the fucking trails, you know. What, what about running your own club though? Like, mm. do you do you miss that? No, really, it was all ego driven. But the, I think there's I think most men like they want to own their own business. I mean, I guess you have a new one, so yeah. But it's like. They want ass. They want fucking attention. They want like, you know what it is? Like, what else do you want from that? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's what power is in running a nightclub is like just the ego side of it. It's just like the girls, the attention status, status from people that are all almost a lot of those people are fucking broken, you know, that are all going to these clubs, you know, like there's some good people. I met some fucking great people in the nightclub industry. And I still talk to a lot of those people. I still talk to the nightclub owners. There's still a lot of amazing people, but majority of these people that are going out every fucking night are broken, man. They're like running away for something or filling some sort of voids. And like, I know firsthand, I dealt with these fucking people every night. So when people try to tell me no. And I'm like, don't try to tell me no. Like I watch these people every fucking night, you know, it's people I see out every night for the last 10 years. I don't know how the fuck they afford it. I don't know what the fuck they do. Like, it's so crazy. And I was just talking to one of my boys and he's just like, bro, like, I have no idea what the fuck any of these people do. And I'm like, neither do I. I didn't give a, I didn't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. I was just like, fuck it. Come spend money. Come buy a fucking table and let's have a good fucking time. Mm -hmm. Because half the fucking five, fucking majority of them end up in fucking prison. Majority of them, you don't fucking, they're in a fucking phase. Majority of them didn't work hard for the money. I don't I don't believe anyone that works really fucking hard for their money's going out and fucking spending 20 grand on a fucking table. Absolutely not. No. I don't know. Well, what was really impressive <laughs> is is you were like, "Bro, even when I was going on these incredible benders throwing parties, I'd still wake up and run." I'm like, "How do you would you fucking Oh yeah. I'll I feel all... terrible after drinking, dude. I did too. <laughs> I was just like You're sick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It was fucking, it was crazy, man. Like, I w- we would go, like, on a two-day bender, and everyone would be, like, sleeping. And they would wake up, and I'd be on my stories on the fucking treadmill, like, on an 8 to 10-mile run. Like, 6 fucking 30 pace, like, sweating all this fucking blow out of me and fucking alcohol. And, like, but I ha- I knew I had to do that for, like, four days to fucking get myself back together. Because if I sat around like they did. You'd rot. Rot. Bro, mm-hmm. you're just. You feel like anxiety, you feel st- all this shit that you shouldn't be feeling all because you're fucking doing all these substances and not sleeping. And bro, if I'm out now, like the other night I was out. Do you I, drink I was, anymore? No, I've been sober over two years now. Nothing. Congrats. I don't do anything. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, Caffeine? No. None? Nothing. Wow. I, like, I, I mean, I'll have a green tea, but I don't do coffee or anything like that. Yeah. But like, I don't. Shame on you for the green yeah, tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um. That's like if like I'm out or, or like if I'm, I'm being social with someone, like going to a fucking Alfred's or a fucking coffee spot mm-hmm. or something, I'll get a tea or something, you know, but um, never cared for it. All those things like make me feel like the way I used to feel when I did blow, like kind of like sketchy and like antsy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, I hate this. You know, like I don't that was the worst part of it. Like when I used to just do a fucking line, I'm like. Oh fuck! I feel like fucking Superman, you know. And Let's then, take like, over the fucking world. Yeah, yeah. And then two minutes later, I'm like, fuck! I need another line. I'm starting to feel fucking sketchy. I feel like everyone's looking at me, like you know, like yeah. But um, yeah. I just I don't feel like I need any of that. I was talking to my friends about that, and they're like, yo, like, just have a drink with us. I'm like, for what? Like, I don't need it. Like, I was like, I don't. I was like, dude, for I what? did that this shit. This is for- a sausage fest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it ain't a sausage fest. I'll tell you that. Much. Okay. <laughs> My boys will, just, will be out with some girls, and he'll be like, yo, let's just, let's just have a drink with us. I'm like, I don't need it, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, 
And I used to feel like I needed it to go like spit game or like have fun or whatever. But I'm a social person as it is. I think it was just all in my head, mm-hmm. you know. It was a social thing, man. It was all. It was a connector thing. It was just like, and like I said in my book, like you almost felt like you were the outcast if I was out with like you know these big name people and they're getting fucked up or they're doing fucking blow. Like they want I mean, misery seeks company, bro. They want to be around the same people that are doing the same shit as them. I'll be honest with you though. One good thing that. So I've been the same way forever. Mm-hmm. So I threw events in Boston and okay. I would never drink. But dealing with drunk people sober is really annoying. So yeah. that's why having a couple of drinks can be nice. Yeah. Um, When I ran the club situation, I stayed sober most of the time. And I got used to it. <clears throat> I was like, how do you deal with all these fucking people? I'll talk to your guys' mindset. I, like, I go in there knowing I'm going to deal with people fucking being fucking annoying. You know? But like I knew that I was better at what I was doing when I was sober. Was I was fucked up? Good luck. I ain't fucking responding to you. Like I'm fucking. You weren't productive. No, I think fucking somebody shows up late and we're at fucking capacity. I'm like, fuck that guy. He should have fucking came at fucking 11:30 and I told him we're at midnight. Now he's showing up at fucking 12:45. Just didn't care. I was productive. Just the ego was like fucking next level. Fuck them. Let them figure it out. Well, now like when I'm sober, I'm like, oh no, make sure everybody's good. You know, I was always a great, good fucking host. Mm Mm-hmm. But and I also like that in the book you were like you, the better nights people were having was the more stressful nights for myself. Oh yeah, the better the night someone had the worst night, the, the worst worse of a night that I was fucking for having. sure every time. I mean, you understood that because mm-hmm. the more hectic the night was, that means everyone was having a good fucking time. If I'm chilling, the responsibility's got to fall on somebody. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then if the night was chill for me, I knew the night wasn't good at the club. You mm-hmm. know, that's just what it was. But it's like a, you have to teeter, like you have to enjoy the chaos a little bit to throw good events. But it seems like you're just totally checked out. Like, yeah, I mean, even this last event we did um, for the brand, um, I was kind of like zipping through the whole time, and then next thing. But you did know, you did you manage and produce the whole event? Yeah, I had a team with me. I have a team that I hired, and then, um, you know, I kind of had final say of everything that was happening. I'm so fucking picky with everything that I do. Obviously, I, you know, no way, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't believe it. Um, yeah. Once my name's on something, dude, I'm fucking like every fucking centimeter of what's going on. I'm like, whoa, who did that? Or like, why is that like that? Or like, why the fuck's the light over there like that? And then like, but that's how I got to where I was. I was just very fucking particular about like my craft. Like I would walk into a club and I'd be like, look around and I could like look at 20 tables and be like that. That person needs to sit there. This person needs to be here. That light needs to fucking move. The couch needs to be over here. Like. I was just very fucking then I'd walk in and the night was good. I'm like, mm, all right, now I can sit down, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, details wise, though, like when you're yeah. throwing an event, like, is that insecurity driven also at the time? In what sense? I'm just saying, you say you like you care about putting your name on everything now. Is that just because you want things to be good? No, no, I'm saying if my name is on something now, I'm very particular about something. Understood. Yeah. It makes sense Actually, given we... through what you've been through. Yeah. And I think like when we. When me and my partner were doing the brand, he's like, oh, he's like, I don't have any egos. I'm neither do I. He's like, well, I want you to be the face. I'm like, no, you be the face. And then he's like, I was like, no, he's like, no, you got to be the face. You're way younger. And I'm like, all right, fine. Like, I was like, how old is your partner? He's 45. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Wait, wait, he 30, owned a 34. I'm 34. Yeah. But he owned a very successful clothing brand, sold it for a lot of fucking money. And he knows, he knows what he's doing in the fucking fashion industry. So, and I had worked. Why did you want to get into clothing? I had done it before. I love fashion, you know, and then the, the jorts, man, the jorts. That's it. I should just start a company called the jorts. The jorts. I'll model you, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll get all the fucking super the alpha. You got the farmer's hands going. I got this guy. 
I got my Koros tan, my watch tan. How's that Koros? Yeah, you don't watch? have a watch, huh? I mean, I have one when I'm running. Okay. I'm like weird. I'm like, I'm like thinking about like. I mean, obviously, like my phone's on me all the time, and I'm thinking about the radiation of those fucking watches on me the whole time. What do you mean? There's radiation from these watches? Yeah. What do you mean? There is. You got. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> it's over, dude. Is there radiation from an iPhone as well? For sure, and I'm on that bitch all the time. Uh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, what... so, like, so like you know, pick and choose, you know. But uh, what is your screen time like right now? I have no idea. Dude, <laughs> iPhones are fucking addicting. They're awesome. I dude. mean, dude, when I had that fucking disconnect, it was nice. I was wasn't it? on my phone at all. I mean, when I'm like sitting around, I'll I'll sit there and I'll put content together. But um, if I'm in if I'm in person, I'm I'm always present. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not on my phone. That was a problem that I used to have really bad in the past. Phone oh, yeah, fucking, you'd be talking to me right now on the podcast. I'd be like, huh? Yeah. Really? What'd you say? Yeah, dude, I was the worst. Fucking people are like, oh, we're with Eli. Like, fucking, we know he's like, I'm like, it's work. It's work. It's like, work. You were making money. Yeah. That ain't, that, ain't, that ain't life, you know? You're right. There's better things. That there is. Like breaking your legs in an ultra marathon. That would be fun. No, it would not. <laughs> so I got rhabdo after my race. Are you familiar with rhabdo? I know that Goggins talked about that in his book, right? It's like Oh it, no, he got it on that uh He got it on one of his races. On the uh on the Moab two forty, that's what he got it on. And and I also think he got it on that a hundred miler on that around the track. What is rhabdo? It's like a it's an excessive breakdown of skeletal tissue and your kidney can't flush it out. So it can just give you a host of issues. So how did you and feel? And usually only big dudes deal with it in ultras. So I'm just saying, mm-hmm. when, once you start getting to that 100 circuit, just think about it. It's a coming bit. soon. Javelina. Javelina. I think that's what I'm going to do, yeah. I'm really cool with Jamil. Mm-hmm. Great so, content. Jamil's great at content. Yeah, I love. he's, he's a good dude. I met him um, at Cold... Well, I didn't meet him at Coldwater. We started talking on social, and then I met him when I did Black Canyon. Okay. 50 miler. Fuck, that one was brutal. Really? So hot. People say it's like their pinnacle race is the Black Canyon. It's a tough race. Yeah. It wasn't easy. Like, Hector's done, like, every fucking race you can think of, and he's like, fuck, this shit was brutal. It was just really fucking hot, and then the climb was fucking... What was the elevation total? I think, like, 7,000-something. In 50 miles? Yeah, but, like, but it was this... We had to go through this, like, really... I think it was called Goat Camp twice, and it was fucking... Fuck. It was just like, I I can't... Was was that an aid station? Huh? An aid station? Goat camp? No, it was just like this fucking just complete vertical, like unrunnable thing that we had to go through twice. And it was fucking bad. Also, my mindset at that time isn't the same that it is now. I've kind of like unlocked this. Just being able to just keep going for forever long. That was like my second race. And I was just like... Naive. Yeah, I was just like, oh my God, like how the fuck am I going to do more than 50 miles? Like this is crazy. Like I'm like, this is so like, I'm I'm so fucking beat up. And then after I did the last 100K... Oh, I felt good at the end. I was like, yo, let's let's fucking keep going. Jimmy saw me come in. He started screaming. He's like, Eli. He's like, wait, sorry, guys. Sorry. He started screaming. And then he's like, I was like, I feel good. And he's like, you want to go back 20 miles and come another 20 for 100? And I was like, fuck you. I'll see you on the next race. Nice. Yeah. What did you figure out? It just comes in waves. On the yeah. I mean, I remember like mile 38, my team saw me. And they're like, yo, get this guy a fucking body bag in the coffin. He looks like shit. Really? And then there's a lot of people that dropped at 38. That's like where there's like about 300 people that dropped out of that race. And then... um Fit mile 50 flying just really? feeling fucking good so crazy how it works yeah that way. it's just you just got to keep fucking running but that's what i like i just really learned how to just suffer now i know how to suffer have you cried yet in the race no 
Well, that's, not, that that's one of that yeah. makes one of us, man. Yeah, <laughs> I was bawling my eyes out, man. Hundred. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck am yeah. I doing out here in the fucking desert, man? So on this podcast, you've been pretty much sticking to um, interviewing ultra runners, huh? And directors and producers. I made a movie in Boston. Oh, cool. So I've I've just been trying to get in the mix and meet a bunch of like producers and directors. So producers, here. directors, and ultra runners has been your thing, kind of. But I mean, like I said, an actor on yesterday. Oh yeah. Yep. Cool. I mean, you're in Hollywood now, so. I know they're everywhere. It's fucking crazy out there right now. It's fucking. What's it like out there? It's crazy out there. There's riots and fucking just traffic is crazy today. It's just, it, it's a crazy day. I'm surprised you didn't want to move out of Hollywood in general. Because I was like, it wasn't, well, I'm not in Hollywood. I'm in like in Wait, Studio in City. Valley. Yeah, I'm in Studio City. So like I was never in Hollywood, but I was like, fuck that. I fucking made myself here. No one's fucking running me out of this fucking place. You know, like that's what, like, that's how my mind was. And I was like, I'm not fucking, I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not, I'm not fu- fucking leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. And then people thought when this whole thing went down, like I'd run into like, I said, I ran into like this, uh, this YouTuber Christian I knew. And he like saw me at a car dealership when I was getting the Jeep and he like fell to the ground. He's like, bro, like this other guy's name is uh, Jerry Perp Drink. He's like, bro, Jerry told me. I know, Jerry's from Boston. You know, Jerry. Yeah, he's yeah. like, Jerry said you fled the country for murder. And I was like, bro, what the <laughs> fuck's Jerry talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? Then he's like, then someone else told me you moved to Vegas. He's like, bro, he's like, then someone else said you killed yourself. And then I was like, bro, these stories are lit. And I was like, I'll be back, motherfucker. I was like, I'll see you guys soon. But it was funny. He like literally fell to the fucking ground when he saw me. It was like really fucking funny. But um, yeah. So do you have a you have a, a positive perspective on Hollywood now, or you do you hate it? Still? In what sense? I'm just saying, like, um, you built yourself here, and then you fell down here, and then you're still here. Yeah, I I think like um you can pick and choose your environments in the city, and I think that um, that's a great point. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of fucking great people out here, and like, I'd still say <laughs> the nightlife industry is still a fucking dark industry. You know, like that doesn't change. And, um, yeah, I don't think my perspective really changed on how I, how I view it. I think my perspectives changed on, um, the environments I'm putting myself in and putting myself into now, you know? So I think this would be valuable. Let's say someone is fucking going through it and they Mm -hmm. feel like, fuck, I'm in a terrible situation. Mm -hmm. I fucked up. I've just put myself around bad people. What would you say the next, the first step to like, productive growth would be i think start looking internally and start figuring out what it is that's making these people depressed or upset or again i think like people have to go through putting themselves through some sort of daily suffering like i think that's what worked for me like i didn't know what the fuck i was going to do like i was like fuck when all the shit went down i was like Okay, I'm not losing sleep thinking that I did something wrong. I'm I'm fucking trying looking over my shoulder feeling like fuck, how am I going to rebrand myself, right? So I think if anyone's going through something like that, they need to figure out what they can do one to be in service for others, two um what they can what, what they're going to do to to better themselves, not what's going to be look better on the outside or externally, and then three fucking fight for it as much as they can and fucking try to get their shit back. I also think step 1 would be yo, bro, Go get seven hours of sleep and fucking eat clean. I don't know why that should be the first thing. I mean, it's hard to give you an answer on that, not knowing like the situation of somebody, right? Like, yeah, like. (laughs) They're saying if you're depressed, just clean up your fucking diet. Somebody fucking like 
murdered 500 people it'd be like well i don't know i mean i don't know what to tell you after that but like i mean you know what i'm saying like but i'm saying like it depends on each situation right and like still that person can go fucking in fucking prison and work on himself and fucking do something there but like i don't know like i think the 500 people is a lost cause yeah <laughs> that's it for them yeah but like i don't know man like it just depends on every person but like i know what i for me like I knew I wanted change, right? Like I was like, fuck, I want to, I want to stop doing drugs. I want to stop drinking. I want nothing to do with this fucking industry. If this isn't like the clearest fucking sign in the world to fucking get the fuck out now, I don't know what is. And yeah, man, I don't, again, like that daily suffering, bro. Like I'm fucking, I think like for me having like my day doesn't even start right unless I have some sort of daily suffering or some mental or physical suffering. And like, I need to do it every single day. Otherwise, like the whole day is just off for me. Have you found on days you don't run, you're more productive work-wise? I have. You feel more productive than when you're not running? I, well, my off days, my rest days, I feel like I have more energy to devote towards work. I feel off. You do? Yeah. Like when I'm already running, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, Fuck, it's 9 a.m. I've already put 20 miles up. I fucking climbed 4,000 fucking feet. Motherfuckers are still asleep. Fucking losers. Get the fuck up. And I'm fucking moving. Then I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go to the showroom. Let's get to, like, let's work on some fucking new designs. Like, I'm fucking moving. Then when I, like, sit around the house, I'm like, on my off day from running, I'm like, fuck, I feel off. Like, I'm just sitting here. Like, but you I, lift too, right? Yeah, I do core. Like, I do, like, a lot of pull ups, pull ups, push ups. Shit, yeah. Neutral grip pull ups. I see it. That's yeah. your home setup, right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I don't. Everyone, there's like a new Equinox opening up by my crib. And everybody, you going back? And I'm like, for what? Honestly, for what? It's just a fucking show in there. I mean, it just, all the bad shorties go there, though. All the some, bad shorties yeah. at Equinox. Yeah, bro. they're there. They're there. I know but it's a it's like a fucking zoo for me in there because I end up talking to a fucking million people every time I go there because like if I go sit out of West Hollywood Equinox, I run into like fucking 10, 15 people just eating fucking food or grabbing a smoothie. True. It's good networking. Like, it's good. I see some people. Then I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, come come grab some clothes. Or like, you know, it kind of puts me in that mix again. But I love working out by myself. And I think I'm more driven that way. Like, people are like, oh, I got to go to the gym. Like, seeing other people work out. I'm like, fuck that. Like, I like yeah. looking in the fucking mirror and grinding, you know? Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Like, blast music and do what I need to do in between. Like, sit there in my fucking boxers and go work out. Like, I'm not even getting a fucking outfit and go to the fucking gym. Like, I'm getting all that shit. I don't need to do it no more. Wait, so you don't do any caffeine? No just get up and go how do you clear your system before your runs sit on the toilet for 20 to 30 minutes and blast Jeez. some fucking tool okay <laughs> <laughs> this is essential yeah like killian i mean so killian runs um most runners like say it's essential and it is you have to clear your system before a run oh yeah i so sit, i sit on there for like 30 minutes is 20 insane. to 20 That's to 40 minutes behavior when there's like people lined up outside, and when people are lined up outside the porter parties on the ultra uh, like when we're doing an ultra i'm like don't wait on this fucking one i'm about to be in here you're about to hear some fucking music and some grunts because i'm chilling in this wait bitch. tool is the name of a band yeah you don't know who tool is you guys know who tool is no nobody listens to rock in here yeah he looks like a rocker yeah yeah, what you the fuck do you listen music, to? You play rock music in the toilet. It, yeah, I, I fuck to rock music. I play music when I shit. I take showers to rock music. It's all the above. It's a good fucking time. You're one interesting cat. I brother. am. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of Tool. I'm a big Drake fan. Oh, okay. I love Drake. Yeah. Man. I'm soft like that. Yeah, it's all right. Do you like the new dance? The new I dance? did. Yeah. 
I, I could imagine you liking that because you said you played EDM when you're on the trail sometimes. So Carnage is the homie, so he did the whole album with him. Like he okay. did all that stuff like that, so he did stuff like that. I love I love dance music. That, I listen I listen to like the hertz and the music <laughs> has to be like like correct for me. I have a, I have a, forty eight like, hertz. Yeah, whatever. The, the, I have a pop and Spotify list for running. People fuck with it. Like it's it's doing good. I'd love for you to send it to me. What is it? I'd love for you to send me the playlist. I will. Please. I got you. Thank you, brethren. I don't really get a lot of people, but I got you. Okay. <laughs> Seems like you got a lot of people. Yeah, out there, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, you were saying in your book, like, you had a moment where you were reliant on music, and then, like, your headphones fell out or some shit, right? They died. And then I met And someone. that was the big moment. That was the moment. That was it. That it was, was just like, you and your it. fucking brain. Yep. Found some motherfucker that was running ahead of me. Like, he was, like, 20 seconds ahead of me this whole fucking run, and then I just caught up to him. I was like, yo, my music fucking died. Let's run together. And then we did you beat him? Huh? Did you beat him? We we went through the finish line at the same time. I let him go second ahead. That's some bullshit. Yeah, I know. We hit him with the we hit the high five. Oh, did you? And he ended, he ended up being an ultra runner. Oh, really? He was talking to me about his ultra shit. There, he's like, yeah, like fucking next week. He went and did like a hundred k and did like I don't know what kind of pace he did. He did like either an eight to ten minute pace. I didn't understand all that shit when at that time. And then like when eight I eight to ten minute on a hundred k. Yeah, and it was what? like he had a good amount of climb too. And then I like. I saw his like thing and like I didn't like I didn't understand ultras at that time though. I had no idea like what the fuck like I was like, Oh, that, that looks all right, maybe I could do that, you know? And then like he took me on my first I, I gave him credit at the end of my book. I don't really give many people credit at the end of my book, but he's at the end of my book in my in my credits. And uh he took me on my first run. We did like twenty four miles with like six, seven thousand feet of climb in like hundred and nine degree weather in fucking Ojai. Where's that? um it's probably like 70 miles away from la like it, it's it's beautiful you gotta go up there. there's like north i think so yeah and it, there's like tons of mountain mountains and lakes and fucking it's beautiful up there but um he took me on that thing and i ran we ran out of water he like predicted the whole fucking thing ron he was like taking fucking naps every time he saw shade up there and he just told me to keep going and i was so dehydrated I remember getting to the fucking car, finally making it to the car. What what's the surface for the trail? Is it dirt? Yeah, no, it was it was it was pretty brutal. Okay. No, but the the surface was it dirt? Was it Oh sand? yeah, yeah, well, we were running we were running in the mountains. We ran like okay. seven, 6 7000 feet of climbing. Got it. And I had never done anything like this before. I was sore for like 3 weeks after this. But surface-wise, similar to the Los Leones trails? Yeah, I mean, it was I mean, there was Gravel, definitely yeah, there's like, like Arizona like, you know, yeah. kind of like that cold water rumble vibe and Man, I remember getting to the car. I went to this fucking. He was like up there for like another three hours. He like hadn't been doing ultras for a while. He was studying. He's studying to be a, uh, fucking. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. It's, it's a, uh, he's smart. Yeah, he's a smart motherfucker. Okay, I can't fucking even remember. Um, physio type of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, Over my head. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then. I remember just going to this grocery store and fucking. I went in there and spent maybe like 120 bucks on myself and ate so much fucking food. Cliff bars, crazy everything. Yeah. I went in like three different times. Really? Yeah. I just went in as an eight and then went back and he. I was like, he would like text me and I was like, bad service. He's like, I'm good. I'm making it down. And then I'm like, this motherfucker, this fucker's gonna die up there. Like, <laughs> I'm not to, going back to save me. I went. Yeah. I went. <laughs> well, I looked at him like three times. Like, I'm not gonna leave you. He's like, fucking leave me, please. And then he's. I was like, I'm not leaving you. And I. He's literally like on the floor sleeping, like in the shade. Fucking, I, we saw like a rattler, and I'm like, those motherfuckers, he's not making it. And I was like, whatever, it's every man for himself at this point. I gotta fucking make it out of there. And it's like a funny thing because my boy Hector's always like, everybody that goes and runs with you, you just leave them. And I'm like, well, I tell them before the run, I'll motivate them to come with me, but I'm not waiting for them. Mm-hmm. And then, like, because like, the people I run with, they're cool with it, right? But he'll be like, yo, did you leave um, homie behind again? I was like, 
Yeah, he's probably like fucking 30 minutes back there. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm so like, I, so I, how do you make it off the mountain, this guy? I somehow made it. And then he told me he was like somewhere else. I he was like, yo, Eli, you're a dick, He bro. sent me a location. And, he, and his first thing he yells was like, type two fun, baby. Oh, really? That's all he said. Yeah, he didn't give a fuck. But that run made me like be like, fuck this shit. I'm not, I'm not fucking doing any fucking ultras, nothing like that. And then fucking two days later, I was like, you signed up. Yeah, right? that's it. It fucking, I was in, that was it for me. Yeah. And at that time though, there was no fucking races because all the COVID bullshit and like fucking, that was it. That's why I got to do, that's why I did cold water. It was like the first one that like opened up. Really? There's a lot of good runners in that fucking race because did you the, stay in Phoenix or I or, stayed yeah. one night. Oh, you were in Phoenix or Goodyear? Oh, maybe Goodyear. In Goodyear. Yeah. In town. Yeah. Stayed at whatever fucking hotel they told us to stay at. Cool area. Yeah, I, I've done all my races in Arizona. Man, I'm getting so hungry right now. It's hitting me. Those almonds, would you like them? No, nah, I'll wait. Okay, sounds good. That's plant-based. I was actually going to ask you about that. What is that done for your cognition, focus-wise? Does it help? Um, Yeah, it's definitely gave me a clear mind. I'm it's fucking... very L.A., you know, plant-based. Like, where we're from, it's not, like, that popular. Well, the mother, a lot of motherfuckers out here were saying they were vegan for so long in their, like, Instagram bio, and then just took it out when it wasn't cool anymore. Really? Yeah. I knew dudes that were like, yeah, this is it. Like, girls love this shit, bro. So what's like a base meal for you? <laughs> um, I do like really big salads, lots of quinoa, avocados, lots of beans. The plant-based meat? The Beyond Meat? Yeah. I heard that shit's That's terrible. like a cheat meal for me. Shit's really bad for you. Really? Yeah, it's fucking terrible for you. It's all processed. So where do you get like your produce? You go to farmer's markets and stuff? Avoc- where do I go to where? Like, like for my t- food? Yeah, groceries. I mean, there's so many fucking... There's so many vegan spots out here that you just fucking order food to the crib or... I go to Whole Foods or Erwan. Erwan's very LA. Oh, dude, Erwan. We should go there after That's this, like bro. Equinox. Not bro, just fucking, in there. No, I'll just sit back and I'll just see a dude buy like a $15 gallon of milk. I'm like, what is going on here? This is crazy. It's like a thing. It's like because it's Erwan, you know? Exactly. It's like a thing. It's like Equinox. It's like the same thing. Yeah. That's it. Fuck the clubs. Just go pull up at Erwan. That's where all the bad shorties are. Yeah, that's it. What do you think, like, for someone to, like, live comfortably in L.A., how much bread do you got to make? If you want to live, like, a real, if you want to be, like, real L.A., like, you go plant, fucking plant-based. But do you have to, like, own your house, or you can just, like, rent? Rent. You could do good with, like, 10 grand a month, decently. So 120K. Yeah, you could do decent. If you don't, like, go spend stupid fucking money and, like. Yeah, you could do, you could do good with that. You could do less, too. I mean, you could, like, fucking. It's just so easy to fucking meet people out here and like a lot of these wealthy people just like good people around and then you just fucking rent a room from these motherfuckers living in their like Bel Air fucking house for like fifteen hundred bucks. We're a going month. tonight. Yeah. I mean, no dude who manages a house in the hills. Yeah. And he's like paying like a hundred bucks a month. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's I mean, it's so easy to there's just so much opportunity here, man. That's why it's hard to leave too. Mm-hmm. There's just always new opportunity. I know it's not like that where we're from. It's no. like you can constantly meet someone new here. I mean, you're always meeting someone new that's doing something fucking cool. Mm-hmm. It's just what it is. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I've never talked shit about LA. It's just a lot of the fucking transplants, like I said, that come here from other fucking cities. I thought it was interesting you considered yourself a transplant, even though you're only like an hour yeah, away. Yeah, I mean, I was still an hour away, but I wasn't a shithead. Yeah. You know? Um, You just start meeting other fucking shitty people, and then you're just like, fuck, this city sucks. You know? But it's never usually the people that are from fucking here or from LA. I mean, I'm still from SoCal, so... Still got a little little pep in the step for me here, you know? But, like, there's people coming around here from all these other states and, like, just trying to fucking climb this ladder trying the wrong way. Yeah. The wrong way, you know? The wrong fucking way. But 
whatever. You got to be the most driven person I've met from Southern California yet, though. Most people I meet are like very, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, have you always just been that way? Type A? Yeah, I've always kind of like had that in me. I think like I always like. Did, wait, sorry <clears throat> to cut you off. Didn't you say you were like you were anorexic at one point? Yeah. What the fuck was that like? I don't know, because I didn't think I was anorexic at that point. Really? You yeah. just like, I'm fucking ripped. Yeah, now like, my fucking ribs were showing and shit. My mom was like, yo, you got to chill out, dude. And I was like, I am. You're like, you don't know me. You don't know me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I was like a little chubbier always. But that's because I ate like shit and didn't work out. And like, you know, and then fucking I got a taste of the skinny side. And like, I lost a lot of fucking weight quick and then I got addicted to it, you know? Mm-hmm. I would eat like one I remember what I would do. It was at, it was before I was like plant based. I would go to, I'd get like lunch meat, like turkey, and then I would like wrap <laughs> wrap it in a fucking celery and eat it like with salsa or hummus. That and like sounds that was it. So disgusting. Yeah. That's what I would fucking eat, dude. And like I would fucking eat it. Like, that would be, like, my one meal for the fucking day. I would eat, like, this, but it would be a lot of it. I'd grab, like, the whole fucking, the whole pack, and I would just eat no, like, I would try to stay away from carbs, right? Like, it would be no bread. So I would just wrap it, wrap some sort of vegetable in it, and just eat a bunch of it till I was full, and that was it. That was my one meal for the fucking day. Did you ever like cigarettes? No. No? Yeah. Because that'll make you fucking lean. No. I fucking, the smell, the fucking, it was just, fuck, I fucking can't stand cigarettes. Really? Fucking trashed. Weed? No. Yeah, me neither. I didn't like smoke either. Yeah. I never liked smoking. I was like, I used to trip the fuck out anytime. Like, I'd do like blow or drink and like try to smoke weed. I'd be like, just tripping, fucking hungry, talking a lot, laughing. But like, I never felt good. I didn't like it. You, you didn't like being like out of control with your thoughts. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. I was always, I liked uppers when I was partying, you know? I liked fucking, but I was always in control, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gives you a confidence, the uppers, too. Adderall you liked or no? No. See, that gave me, like, the shitty effects of, like, the shitty effects of blow was, like, what Adderall felt like. It was just, like, sketchy and, like, awake. Really? Yeah. Gio, do we have a five-minute warning here? Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to make sure you get a clip off of what you want to promote. I'll, I'll actually give you a clip. Um, I really enjoyed this. Yeah. It was, like, a, if you're, like, a young... I'm about to go fucking crazy promo mode for you. Watch Let's this. go. If you're a young, driven person... And you want to rise to your specific hierarchy. I think this book is a good indication of what that's like. And then if you surround yourself with bad people, what some of the negative consequences can be. And then I also think it's a good indication of why running is awesome for you and how it's transformative. Mask by Eli Hwakby. <laughs> how was that? <laughs> That was pretty. Uh, it's pretty good. You can go promo mode if if there's something you'd like to plug. No, I mean, are we? Is is this the show over? No, but I just want to make sure you get your clip off. Oh no, whatever it is, man. I mean, I love the book. Did you the audiobook. You listened to Audible. What did you? What was your biggest takeaway from it? Um, your narrator was well spoken. That was my biggest takeaway. He's a he's good, huh, Woody? He's got he just came out with a new book. He's got two best selling books. He was in a big rock band called Our Last Night. He's a his, bass player. His name is Woody. Woody. Tough name. Yeah. <laughs> nice guy. He I'm made sure, it. Though. He made it good. I like it. <laughs> or, um, yeah, love the book, man. And um, I think it uh it's interesting to hear someone like what a come up story in the the nightlife yeah. world is too. Yeah, and I think um I think it's like, you know, I kinda push it towards like the the entertainment industry and like the running industry, but like that book can help anybody, man. I mean, there's like a lesson to be learned in every fucking chapter and yeah, man, I, I I think that 
there's just a lot to take from my story and i i hope that whoever reads it has a big takeaway from it and excels in their life from it what would a sequel be to mask is there a mask too mask off mask off fucking mask off nice little future song come out what what are the what's the basis of that book gonna be like we don't fucking know man like it's funny because somebody just asked me that the other day they're like where do you see yourself in like five months i'm like i could be fucking owning a hot air balloon company and skydiving out of these motherfuckers every day i don't know (laughs) you know like i just don't fucking know what the fuck i'm gonna be doing like somebody hit me up the other day casting for the amazing race and they're like yo do you want to go on the amazing race and i was like that could be kind of fun yeah I was like, I mean, you know what? Oh, fuck that show up. And I was like, and I hit the, my friend Chelsea up and she's super big on Instagram. She's like a traveler and shit. And she's like, fuck yeah, I'll do it with you. And you then, should do it. That'd yeah. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But uh, like I said, like there's, there's this shit that just comes to me. Like there's just always opportunity. And I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. You're down for it. I'm down. But Whatever. definitely in a hundred miler in the future. Oh, I'm doing one soon. It's happening. You just got to book it. I I'm like weird. I'll just like you like right happens, now I'm like feeling it like two like two I'll be like two weeks before a race and I'll be like fuck it I'm gonna do this race. Last one when Black Canyon happened, it was sold out and I was like yo Jamil. He's like I got you dog. Come do this shit and I was like all right cool nice. So like I already know Javelina is fucking that that shit's for sure sold out. But really I'll, I'll just probably hit him up and be like yo let, let me let's let's rock. You're certainly in shape to do it. That's what I'm saying. Like I felt like yesterday I bought some I bought those uh speedgoat the speedgoat fives and they're they're fucking. They're solid. Do you ever do Saucony? I haven't tried that. Those are the endorphins, though, right? These are the endorphins. Yes, these are the yeah. endorphin pros. Yeah, my buddy liked them because I run in the Vaporfly Next Percents for the for for like street. For street running. But like, what do you do for trail? I use now. I'm going to start using the Hoka Speedgoat Fives, and then I and then I fucking hated the Hoka. No, 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 no. They just came out with the Speedgoat Fives, and like the sides are super flexible. Like they're they're fucking nice. Really? Yeah. And I I put the Speedgoat Fours on. I couldn't fuck with them. And then the fives were like, I hit up my boy because he has like a sponsorship from them. And he was like, trust me, you just try them. Let me know if you like them. And I was like, all right, cool. Put them on yesterday, today. And I was like flying in them. Really? Felt good. The climbs felt better. And I my my go-to shoe right now is the Ultra Olympus. That They just came out the, uh, the Ultra. Olymp- yeah. The, okay, the, the Olympus 5, they just dropped those. So they're about to come in the mail. And I've been running in the fours. And I ran in those with the injury in my foot. And I was able to do it. They're flat-footed though. so And they're wide. So they're good for my feet. Now for a little running content favorite intra run nutrition snack like during my run yep what are the do you do goo packets yeah i use these uh, uh i haven't no no no. i use this uh fuck i can't i haven't even used them in so long that i can't even fucking honey stinger no uh they're like purple they're like they're plant-based but there's this other brand that i saw like nick and those guys posting to have like the applesauce and stuff in them they're uh do you know the brand I kind of know what you're talking about. I tried them the other day. My buddy had some on the run. I was like, I'm using these during my race. There's so many fucking, I have aid stations in the crew and shit. I usually just have food there and watermelon. I love watermelon. I'm fucking just, I can eat like an entire, if anyone comes after me on the race, they're not fucking getting watermelon because I go, I don't even drink the water. I just eat watermelon and I just keep fucking shoving it. You just gorge. Gorge them. Like it's fucking nothing. It's like the, that's like the thing that sounds the best to me when I'm out there. That surprised me about you that you don't have your nutrition planned out. I feel like you'd be. Oh all no! Over I just that. fucking get some like sandwiches and some some small stuff, and I'm like, yo, just have those there, and I'll just smack up whatever's on the fucking really? on the aid stations. And you Jimmy all of Jamil's races uh, with with yeah, uh, the aid stations. Are he packed. has he's he's plant based too, so he already knows what's up. Do you do it in like an electrolyte drink at all? 
Uh, yeah, I use Tailwind. My friend Maggie, Tailwind. she's a she's a badass runner. She sends me stuff all the time from them. She like runs everything for those. Okay, where? Yeah, their how, shit's good. How does that feel in your gut? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't even use it when I'm training, really. But like when I'm out there on a long race, I'll just stuff that shit in there. Okay, where? Isn't I've never had to shit or even I just piss during my race. I never had to shit, but I usually just do that 30, 40 minute. Hundred, hundred might be different though. Hundred. We'll see. I didn't have to. I didn't. I didn't have to. I mean, dude, if you're doing eighty miles a week and you're doing like what? How much elevation a week? Um, I mean, usually close to four thousand a run. Yeah, I mean, you're you're plenty ready to go do one. Yeah, I'm I, ready right now. I'm honestly just trying to fucking every race that I've done has been this fucking heat, man. I'm like I, and it takes like double the fucking work in this fucking heat. It does. But it makes you more of a badass for sure. You fucking finish it. So, but that javelina will be at it starts at nighttime. But then the heat will come. I was talking to Tommy Rivs about it. He's like, you'll, you'll, he's like, you're gonna out smoke a lot of fucking people because they don't know how to deal with the heat. Do you get a pacer in that? Yeah, you get a pacer after what, after sixty. No, I think before that, like on the 100K, I got a pacer after 38. I'll be honest, that was like probably th- the softest thing about me during that race is like I really could not have done it without a pacer emotionally. I yeah. was just like, I wasn't fucking ready for it. Yeah. So, I mean, did you have someone you liked for Black? Yeah, my boy, my boy Hector and Lars came. They just both did Moab. And uh, I want to go see Badwater. Yeah, I want to do that race eventually. That's on my fucking radar. That's what I would do next. Yeah, and you can run in those endorphins. Absolutely, they'll melt. Yeah, it's fine. You just run on the white on the white paint. Be all I, right. I had the the race director on the podcast, Chris Cosman. Oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. He's a fucking psychopath. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he used to be a badass runner, right? He's a lunatic. Yeah, runner, back in the day, right? He did a triple iron. Yeah, because I remember listening to Goggins talk about it. He's kind of like, "What the fuck's this guy telling me?" And then he's like, "Wait a minute, this motherfucker's done something." He's crazy. out of his fucking yeah. mind. This guy. Yeah, I got to introduce you to him. Yeah, that's dope. I want to fucking get into that race and do it. I just, I'll, I'll get some of these races in. Right now, the goal is to hit this hundred, and then. I want to go smack up like a fucking dope marathon. I want to like just like do for like speed. A, like yeah. I want to just just be like yeah. I did a six minute per mile. Boston. You know? Yeah, I got into Boston fucking in twenty twenty, but I had to fucking run it on my treadmill because we had fires outside and they fucking canceled it. All oh, right. I was pissed about that, but whatever. Fuck it. I mean, no one no one gets to say they got to run fucking Boston marathon on their treadmill, right? That's a fact. Yeah. Um. Okay, Geo. Thank you. We'll wrap it up. Um. This is how we start in the episode. Thank you for this, by the way. Yeah, Hope you no had a good worries. time, man. Yeah, that was great. We, we got the the good angle. Everyone looks handsome. Yeah. Kill. Thank you, man. Um. This is how we start in the episode. I'm gonna say it once. You're a smart guy, so execute it, please. You ready? What am I supposed to say? I'm about to tell you. Oh, go ahead. Okay. You say hi. Your name. Also. You got some meaty calves, brother. Do I say that? No, you don't. Oh, okay. So hi. Your name. And that was. Oh shit, I just fucked it up. Hi. Focus, bro. Fuck, 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 fuck. The calves, the calves, the calves. The calves are in there. I lost focus. It's the jorts. It's the jorts, you're right. And it's like the kaleidoscope on your knee. That's throwing me off too. Anyway, hi, your name, and this is my golden hour. Directly after no break, hi, your name, and that was my golden hour. Wait, 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 that's a lot. This is not fucking reciting class here. It is, bro. I like to be organic here. So, hi, Eli Webb. Or Eli Weeby. Is it Webb? I don't know. I'm just throwing the <laughs> I'm kind of so confused myself. <laughs> hi, Eli Weeby. Hi, I'm Eli Weeby. Hi, I'm Eli Weeby. You said hi. You just said, first off, you just told me. All right, let me, let's hi. just fucking start Hold off. Hold on, Okay. You guys, you guys, can you get like a board? You know, like Biden speaks. He has like a whole fucking board. A uh, teleprompter. I mean, like fucking. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, everyone messes this up. <laughs> hi, your name. Uh-huh. And this is my golden hour. And this is my golden hour. Directly after no break. Hi, your name. And that was my golden hour. I have to say that again. So that's so. Hi. Post production. I'm Eli Weeby, and this is my golden hour. 
what, what do you mean? I thought, and, and then, I say, and then? Just okay. repeat that part. So you got number one down. Okay. Hi, I'm Eli Weeby. This is my golden hour. Hi, I'm Eli Weeby. That was my golden hour. All right, let's watch this. Okay. Hi, I'm Eli Weeby, and this is my golden hour. Hi, I'm Eli Weeby, and that was my golden well hour. Well executed, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. And we are checking out, boys. See you later. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Was that it. good? Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait. Was that not it? Hey, enter. Just, you forgot to enter.